BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. No, you all didn't know the old me that for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. <laughs> what I tell you, Darren? It's <laughs> a Monday. I, I was just looking down here, and my earpiece is womp, 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 Charlie Brown's teacher. And I just look in the light. The light's brown. That can't be good. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. I'm pulling this out, and away we go on a Monday. Good. <clears throat> How you doing, Moose? I am well. Did you submit your photos to uh, Morgan? I don't know if I did. I'll take that did, as a no. I didn't do my homework. I'll do that. I'll oh, take that they as got them. I did okay. post them, and I used the hashtag. Uh, and I forgot my uh, laptop as well. So I got Moose's laptop here as we get ready to do that. Other than that, how do you like us so far? How about it's that? a Monday. It's episode number 535 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And uh, coming up on the program today... What's become my good friend, Ron Duguay, the ageless Ron Duguay, the Bon Jovi of the National Hockey League before there was a Bon Jovi. Dugues will be joining us from Florida. And uh, Nate Ewell will be joining us from College Hockey, Inc. to talk about a recap of the NHL entry draft on the weekend. But we are going to have a lot of football. We're going to have a lot of football. I, I have, by the way, no communication with the mothership. I feel like the astronaut floating off the uh, rocket, yeah. and the cord's been cut. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm out there, Jerry. <laughs> and if Bryn wants to come and crawl underneath and fix these batteries, that would be a good thing. While we're here in the warm-up for Recode Electric. But before we go any further, and before we do the quick six, do we have photos or just mine for the weekend photo album from Great Western? We got five photos. We do have photos? Yeah. Okay. So what do we got, Clark? Can we show the Great Western... Beer, summer photo album. That was doing a little off-roading. 
uh, with Big Bird last night, Moose. It looks How about great. That? Yeah, it's a great shot. Fired up. Let's go get this thing stuck. Who sings it? Florida Georgia Line. <sighs> this is J-Rod. Uh, I went to visit J-Rod on Saturday and uh, dropped off that shirt. I sent him your regards, Good, Moose, because I told him that you were out of town. Yeah, no, and I said I wish I could be there, and he said I'm not going anywhere, so uh, we'll see you soon. That's right. Yeah. Now, those were my photos. What are these? Uh, this is, is Nelkin Hakowicz's photo. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he's paintballing. That's pretty great. Um, got out with his crew on uh, the weekend, so there you go. Good job. Nice one submitted by Nelson. There's Clark. Golfing with his dad, I see. Yep. Awesome. Katepwa. Couple of chips off the old block. Oh, Nothing yeah. changed, Bryn. And that was me at the. Uh, that was me at the lake. That was me at the lake uh, with uh, my cousin's dog, Rupert. We were just I hanging out. I wondered who Rupert was. Yeah, my cousin's dog, and uh, that's uh, out at uh, Manitou Beach. So had a great western and sat on the deck and uh, cuddled with the dog. It was great. That's a great weekend. It was awesome. Uh, great Western beer. I don't have my laptop in front of me for the read from Great Western Lager, but it is the official beer of summer here in the rectangle. How about that? Yes. That's, uh, that's mine. How I'm going to read some of the comments here. Faye Lowther checking in from Truro, Nova Scotia. Hi, Rod. Just wanted to say hi. Can't wait to see Brett kick off. So excited. Love you. Love you too, Faye. I can't wait. As What do they got this? Global kicker out there kicking field goals for for the Rough Riders in the weekend. We all, what? Giving Brett the day off? Um, <laughs> Jason Wall checking in from Manitoba. Says, bring back the Walkman headphones. Thinking about it. But Br you didn't even know. Bryn crawled underneath the desk. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. He swatted this thing a couple times. I was like, what are you doing? Yeehaw! He goes, no, <laughs> we have to change the batteries. I'm like... That's what I said. So he didn't come out here <laughs> he just with new batteries? Couple, he just headed a, no, he didn't. Okay. He just came out and hit this thing a couple times. All right. Usually it works. He thinks he's Arthur Fonzarelli. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he said next commercial break, he'll fix the batteries. So let's go with the quick six show topics, please. Enough Mickey Mousen. <laughs> Number one. The Olympics. Are you into the Olympics? I'm very much into the Olympics. I was watching what I thought was karate on the weekend. Turns out that it was judo. But this young lady, and I'm going to, I believe it was Jessica Klimkate. She won. What are you laughing at? Nothing. I thought it was karate. Turns out it was judo. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. <laughs> it's, well, that's sort of like going, well, I thought it was hockey. Turns out it was lacrosse, I guess. But anyways... I put it in my 10 things column on the weekend that she, she was interviewed after she winning her match. I don't know if you read my column or not, but they said, how, do you, how did you feel after you won your match? And she's like, or what, what were you thinking? She was, I thought of my mom. She's been taking me to practices ever since I was nine, and I'm 32 now, so do the math. And oh, she started crying, and I'm like, this, this is what I'm here for, for the Olympics, the amateur athletes giving their all. You know, a lifetime of struggling to get there and then to win um, so I've watched some Olympic, well, judo, soccer, which ESPN calls soccer, TSN calls football. Christine Sinclair's out there. That's what I know. Oh, yeah. And my good friend Bob's niece, the guy that I had coffee with yesterday, his niece is on Team Canada. So I'm getting into it. And I can't believe the negative Nelsons out there that are saying, oh, it's time that we do away with the Olympics. This is a waste of money. This is a waste of time. I'm like, what? I'm not going to give two squirts of sweat for your opinion on that. This is the Olympics, man. 
Are you hearing that stupid bunk? I know, right? They're saying it doesn't matter and yeah. forget about it. But no, it matters. Absolutely. And every athlete that's there, tell the athletes that it doesn't matter, right? It matters to them. And even look at the pro athletes. I mean, USA men's basketball, not off to a great start. The loss to France. Right. But it matters to those guys to be a part of that group. And you, th- you talk to the players in the National Hockey League, it matters to them to be a part of the Olympics, right? That means something. And, you know, you look at all these Olympic years, you know, when you win gold, it, it matters. And conveniently enough, as the NHL released their schedule, there's an Olympic break in February. Nice. I know we haven't confirmed that NHL players are going, but they've left the door open, and that's a huge, huge win. Well, we're into the Olympics. And by the way, hey, Bryn. Pop up for a second. Give us a wave. Everybody, this is Bryn. <laughs> that is not even a joke. Oh, He's good. fixing my earphones as we speak. Uh, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Our over-under for Canadian medals is 20.5 in Japan. What are you taking? And on Twitter, 56% are taking the under. Moose, what have they got on... Uh, yeah, 53% are taking the under. And I think, what did you say, 22 medals? In the last one. In the last one. And the one before that was 18. So we kind of went right in the middle with 20 and a half and uh, set the over-under accordingly. So we'll see where it goes. I, I'm taking the over. T- yeah, me too. 22 medals. 20.5 is the over-under. Thank you, Bryn. That's working like a charm. Oh, yeah. Rod can stop whining now. World's fastest pit crew right here. Yeah. This will be an interesting story to follow throughout the day. Um, And I have an expansive Olympic update coming up later on here in hour one. Uh, So let's move along here in the warm-up for E. Cole Electric. Check out the new Regina Data and Lighting Center. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. I memorized that one. CFL camps. Uh, Today marks the start of day three. I was on CJOB Radio Winnipeg today talking with the lovely and talented Cam Poitras, and he asked, how are ticket sales uh, out there in Saskatchewan for the Rough Riders? I said, I don't have any idea, but I know on Saturday that they had their green and white scrimmage. They capped attendance at 5,000, but 2,882 showed up. Take that for what it is. Those that were there loved it. Uh, The scrimmage itself... No touchdowns were scored offensively. I'm trying to get the information across. Like, I don't understand. I've said this several times. Hamilton, they had 3,000 at their scrimmage at the Coffee Cup yesterday, Tim Hortons Field. But they have 15,000 at BMO, didn't they? Mm-hmm. For a soccer game for Toronto FC. Here, the Premier said, full stadium by the end of summer. And here we are halfway through, a month away from the end of summer, and it's at 5,000. I don't understand it. So I don't know. the re- Why did I not go to the scrimmage? I thought, A, I don't want to be the 5,001st person and not be able to get in. Two, I got a call Saturday morning saying it's just a practice. Don't bother going. And three, it was a beautiful day. And uh, I saw the comment from the Rough Riders coach afterwards saying they weren't ready to play football. I thought, well, if they're not ready to play football, then I'm really glad that I didn't go to the game. And then I realized that's not what he meant. He meant they weren't physically ready. He said their tongues were hanging out. This was game pace. And I'm like, oh boy. Well, at least they got two weeks to wait before they play an actual game. Folks, I've covered 20 CFL training camps, like boots on the ground, in the trenches with them. Day five gets monotonous. Today, I believe, is day 17. 
monotony has set in. And talking on CJOB 68, Manitoba's information superstation today with Cam, I said the story remains the injuries. And Naaman Roosevelt being cut today by the Montreal Alouettes. Five years in the NFL, 1,000-yard credential receiver here. He was cut. Calvin McCarty signing with the Calgary Stampeders. He had announced his retirement. He's come out of retirement. That's a switch, Moose. Oh, yeah. Everybody else is retiring. Calvin McCarty's doing the opposite. He's a friend of this show, and he's been on the show. So we're coming on on Wednesday, Clark tells me. Thank you. So basically, the, what I'm getting, the drift of everything is that, and I've kind of morphed into point three here of what's going on in the CFL. Everybody's just happy that the CFL's back and they're in training camp, and that includes the players, the coaches, the executives, obviously the fans, and they will be kicking off on TSN next week, and Bob's your uncle. But it's just not normal. It's clearly not normal, right? And there's no games to pick apart even in the preseason. So that's my take on what's going on in the CFL right now. Just glad that they're back, but it ain't normal. What's your take on What are you following? It's not normal, that's for sure. The Calvin McCarty thing is fun and nice to follow it. I'm interested to see what the role is with the Stampeders and how much they use him. I mean, I've been doing a lot of reading on it too. But he's one of those guys... Of all the running backs, there's only four that have played 200 games. He's one of them. So that was a, a pretty interesting. Right. And Naaman Roosevelt, will he get picked up? I know I've seen Manny Arsenault as a veteran receiver, you know, putting his name out there on social media saying, hey, I'm ready if you want a veteran leader who's done this before, right? But you got Naaman available, and he's only played, played what, five seasons in Saskatchewan, going to go play his sixth in Montreal, gets released twice a 1,000 yards. He almost had 1,000 yards in 2019. So Naaman's a very interesting piece to see if he sticks somewhere else. Uh, point four, NHL draft leftovers here in the warm-up. I really enjoyed the draft coverage. I didn't watch any on Saturday. It was on, like Friday night I watched quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, my rooting interest was Cole Sillinger, the son of 18-year NHLer Mike Sillinger. They've sat in that chair right there. He went to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Which, of course, everybody's saying, poor kid. But he's just happy to be drafted. Uh, I was talking to some Golden Knights people on the weekend, and they're very excited with their draft. And they're like, Michigan, what about, what's with Michigan? A lot of it, well, the number one selection came out of Michigan, but wasn't it three of the top five or something ridiculous? Yeah, it was insane. Michigan Wolverines. And another kid who's committed to Michigan. So it was like four right. Michigan players, you know, in the top 10 of the draft. It was, it's very, very special for that program. And you want to increase recruiting. You want to increase ticket sales. You want to sell more merchandise. Have <laughs> Four guys drafted in the top end of the NHL entry draft. Uh, pretty wild. Usually it's, we see a lot of, you know, UND. C- UND or CHL players going in those top spots. But this is NCAA kind of having a coming out party. <clears throat> yes. But there were 33 Western Hockey League players drafted in the National Hockey League entry draft on this weekend. The most of any league, still the kings of NHL draft player development, the Western Hockey League. I'm just going to throw that out there. And I do have to say, by the way, that the Seattle Kraken with their second round pick, the 35th overall selection, went with the uh, defenseman from God's team, the Regina Pats, Riker Evans. And how, about we, how about that? We called his games in the Regina bubble. I said, I said he's a junior hockey version of Ray Bork. 
And nobody jumped down my throat because I prefaced that by saying, junior hockey version of Ray Bork, okay? 1.1 points a game, 12-game point streak, off the glass and out, great skater. I'm not saying he's Ray Bork. I'm saying he's the junior hockey Ray Bork. I know. I like you wrote that. And then in brackets, in capital, junior hockey, just so you are clear here. But you're right. He's steady. He's consistent. He's not flashy, not going to make mistakes, reliable. All those things that, you know, put Ray Bork in the Hall of Fame. Drew Koser watching from the Pilot Butte Storm. He's the Brent Sutter of the Prairie Junior Hockey League. He says four of the top five picks, University of Michigan. Yeah, three players and a recruit. Sheesh. Uh, we got to speed up here because Dukes is, is logged on and ready to go right after this first commercial break. Uh, five NHL camps opening this week. They're saying that Tom Brady's video where he threw the football into the jugs machine three times, they're saying it's doctored. They're saying it's doctored. No. Well, I know. People are saying <laughs> Tom wouldn't do that. Tom also wouldn't deflate footballs in the AFC championship game too, right? And listen, I'm a Tom Brady guy. But I've been around those jugs machines my entire adult life, there's no way that you can fire it. It's like put, putting a bullet back in a gun. It doesn't happen. Uh, the other thing, Dakota, Dak Prescott in Dallas or in Oxnard, California, where the Dallas Cowboys training camp is, he says they're going to have the number one offense in the National Football League this year. This is what I say. Shut up, Dakota, and just go play football and stop talking. Finish the season, and let's talk. And anything less of an NFC championship game is a failure for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Stop the talking and start playing. And point six, the Toronto Blue Jays, they're in a swoon. They've lost four of five. They open up a massive series at Boston this week. Massive, because they've fallen nine and a half off the pace behind the Red Sox in the American League East. I was going to do a poll question today. Will the Blue Jays make the playoffs? But we can save it for later in the week. Yeah. I, last week, I was feeling really good about it. So was I. And this week, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, anyways, we'll pause. This has been the warm-up covering all the weekend sports topics and today's brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Ron Duguay joins us next. You know he'll have plenty to say. You're watching the Rod Peterson Show across the Game Plus television network, all 10 provinces in Canada, 31 states in the U.S. on TV. Streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, But listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain-in-the-ass extension cords. Leaning over the toilet, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed 
for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Welcome back, everybody, on this Monday, Canada's daytime sports talk show, Roland. We'll be recapping the NHL draft with Nate Ewell from College Hockey, Inc. coming up. Plus, we got a lot of football things to get to. But I would not be remiss in calling Ron Duguay an NHL great. 860 games in the league with the Rangers' wings. Penguins! Kings, and then bounced around the minors, uh, where that was a lot of fun, too. Ron Duguay joins us today on video chat. I'm very interested to know. How you doing, Dukes? I'm doing well. Uh, you had mentioned earlier about the Olympics, and um, I've been watching a lot of Olympics because I, being a Canadian, I'm rooting for all our athletes and, uh, and all sports. Uh, and in fact, yesterday I was watching volleyball because I, I like to play uh, beach volleyball. I go to California play beach volleyball with my kids because they grew up playing. So now I'm, I have the tendency to watch sports that I prefer. And the Canadians are doing really well. Yep. That doesn't surprise me at all. And as a matter of fact, I was going to ask you which sports caught your eye. I'm not surprised it would be that. I, ha- I have missed that. What other sports have you noticed with for Canada or any other sports? Well, uh, the swimming, of course, is always uh, – I enjoy watching the swimming. Because it's uh, it's there's it's kind of intense, right? For whatever long it takes for whatever swim it is, it's so close, so intense, and you're at the edge of your seat, and you're root for your Canadians. And at different categories, we're pretty good, and others we're not. But uh, I like swimming, and then I'm looking forward to track and field. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you this, and I could sit and talk Olympics with you all day. I got this notification from USA Today on my phone on the weekend that. America didn't have a medal in one day for the first time ever. It might have been the first day of the Olympics. Like it was, ne- it was headline news that America was shut out of medals. Can you talk about the industry that is the Olympics in America? Because in Canada, it's not that right. Our athletes are eating out of pork and beans out of a can. It's an industry down there. Yes, yeah, big business. Um, it, wherever there's money to be made, uh, you're going to see money being thrown at certain things and for the olympics uh i think the americans uh want to be able to dominate um regardless what it is and uh i think the expectation also for the united states to be a powerhouse is high and so a lot of money is thrown at it now i could never understand why canada hasn't gotten behind their athletes and helped them a little bit more um over the years you've always wondered that I don't know the answer to that, but still our Canadians find a way to compete, and uh, I think they represent themselves well. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it is actually a sad story. Uh, Darren was just saying before you came on, or maybe you saw that there's a hole in the NHL schedule for the Olympics. Is it next? Obviously this year, coming up. So how are you on NHL participation in the Olympics? Clearly I love it as a fan. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think you have to ask the players. And if you ask the players, see, I, I've been in, in a different version of playing the Olympics. I played for Canada Cup. I wore the flag on my chest, and I've done it a couple of times. I uh, junior 
tournament junior championship. I think it was in Czechoslovakia in 1976 and then Canada Cup. So I've had the privilege of being able to do that. I'm telling you, there's something different about that. Now, I've competed for the Stanley Cup. I wore the Ranger jersey. But when you compete for your country, there's something much different. And if you ask the players, they all love it. You ask the Sidney Crosby, he doesn't care. He will do it. Gretzky did it. Gretzky did it while winning Stanley Cups, right, playing for Canada Cup. And so if you ask the players, they love it. Again, I go back to what I would said earlier. It's business. It's money. And I'm sure the NHL wants to do it. Uh, but financially, it's got to be worth it to them. And this thing that they worry about their players getting hurt, I'm like, please, can we stop that? I mean, players can get hurt in a practice, right? And let's stop worrying about uh, players may get hurt in a game. You know, you hear owners, well, I don't want my player to get hurt. Well, so what? You know, move on from that because what you get from the entertainment value of watching your players, I think for what the exposure you give to the NHL across the world is bigger than a player two getting hurt. That's just part of it. Bravo. And by the way, I broadcast the World Juniors uh, on Sportsnet Radio Network. And it, just as a broadcaster, we felt like we were representing Canada, Ron. And when the trainer threw me a Canada tracksuit, my knees started to knock. Like, it is, it's just a different feeling. You're right. Uh, and I appreciate it. Which Canada Cup did you play in, by the way? Was it 87, the fun one? Mario Mike and the great one? Or which, which Canada Cup was it? No, it was in 81. We lost in the finals to the Russians. I think we got beat really bad. I think it was 8-1. Mike Leute was a net. Um, and But that team itself for me, because I was just a young man, I think I was 23. For me to make that team with all the Hall of Famers were on that team, uh, it's probably my biggest achievement. But, yeah, a big disappointment for me to make it. And then we lose in the finals because, really, we were the favorites to win, although it was really close between us and the Russians, uh, I think Larry Onoff was a rookie that year, and I think he scored two or three goals in that final game. But I got to play with Butch Goring and Bob Gainey as line mates at, on a checking line. And uh, and Scotty Bowman, of course, legendary Scotty Bowman was a coach. So uh, I got a funny story about that, but we'll save it for another time. <laughs> hey, Ron Dugay with us, by the way. He's the best. Uh from Winnipeg. We've got a lot of viewers in Winnipeg want to chat with you today, Dukes, which you were drafted by the Jets, correct? Uh, W-H-A, yeah. Tacona yeah. Powley is his name. He says, looking good, Dukes. How long have you had the short hair? I think he speaks for all of us wanting to know when you got rid of the Bon Jovi look. I think uh, it's almost four years now. I, uh, I have a representation. I have an agent who uh, will be very honest with me. About four years ago, he said, Ron, I'm trying to get you endorsements. And I, <laughs> what comes back what comes back to him is that people will say, well, Ron is stuck in the 80s. He still looks like he's in the 80s. He's got an earring on. He's got long hair. And it just doesn't fit for our product. So he came to me one day. He said, Ron, listen, let's have some fun with this. We're going to do a makeover on you. So I'm like, what, what do you mean? Well, we're going to cut your hair. I'm, I'm like, no, you, you don't understand. That's just who I am. And he goes, no, we're going to do this. It's going to be fun. We're going to do it live on TV in New York on Fox. I said, really? Yeah, we're going to do the whole thing. Not only your hair, but your clothing, because what you're wearing is kind of loud. And uh, so we did <laughs> this whole thing on Fox, and I hated it at the time. But now today, when I look back at what I look like, I'm like, what was I thinking? 
And so I love the short hair and I go with the idea older, shorter, older, shorter, meaning shorter hair if you're older. And I should say even so. Yeah. Short hair. Don't care. Uh, by the way, my daughter said to me, Dad, you're stuck in the 80s. And I said, thank you. I took that as a compliment, Dukes. Uh, Chris Bird in Toronto says, no, Bon Jovi has the Ron Duguay look. And that's fair because you were around before John Bon Jovi, the New Jersey great. Um, the one thing I wanted to know the most from you, Dukes, was your thought on the hiring of Gerard Gallant to take over the Rangers because, quite frankly, he wasn't on a lot of people's boards. I was a fan of uh, Chris Knobloch, the Hartford Wolfpack coach, moving in there. Um, but Gerard got it. Uh, what's your thoughts on where they're going with him? Well, as you know, him and I played together in Detroit. So I got to know what he was like as a teammate, got to know what, I, what he was like as a player, and I've gotten to know him as a person off the ice. And he's from Newfoundland. He's an old-school guy. He's a no-nonsense guy. And when you look at what he's done in his career as a coach, uh, you know, looking bad as a player, he was a skilled guy and he could score goals. He was a good player. He knew how to think the game. He knew how to play the game. He knew how to play defense and offense. So then he started coaching, and he's got a pretty good coaching career. And when you look at what he did in Vegas right out of the gate, he was able to put this group of guys together and play together. He found a way to win. Now, why they let him go, I'm not quite sure. Um, I think it's because of his way of thinking. He's not into analytics. He knows how to talk to players. He knows how to judge players. He knows how to be close and not close, keep his distance. And so I've had conversations with him in the last few years. Um, and so I believe he's the right guy for this job because it's a young group. The big knock on this team, which I criticize all year, is that what are they thinking? This team is skill team young but way too soft when you start thinking about how are you going to win in the playoffs right you watch the compete level and the grit of some of these players that win the rangers aren't that team and so i think uh you know when jim dolan the owner steps in say look at you know I, I don't like this team we need to make some changes now he fired everyone then that's kind of who jim is and uh, i'm not sure at with Glenn Sather, because Glenn is now back, but um, they felt like they need to make some changes. It's not that was going to win in the playoffs. Uh, well said. I appreciate it. And Mark Messier, nowhere around the club, which we kind of thought maybe uh, they would. Uh, got a viewer ch checking in on YouTube, Trevor Casterlin. He says, good morning from sunny Lexington, Missouri. How about that? That's a new viewer, Moose. Any questions for Ron Duguay? Fire him at us. Uh, we don't have much more time with Ron, but we do have a lot of viewers in Winnipeg on television, Dukes. So Tacona in Winnipeg says, did Ron ever wish he played in Winnipeg, possibly with the hotline of Hedberg and Nelson? How close were you? Well, did they have a Studio 54 in Winnipeg? <laughs> no, but they do have a Hooters, <laughs> which I guess Manhattan does uh, have a <laughs> Um, you know what? I, I would have been happy going anywhere, playing the NHL. It wasn't when I when I was sitting around thinking, where do I want to go play? I just want to play in the NHL. Had I gone to Winnipeg, my career might have been different. I might have lasted a little bit longer on the one team uh, because of a lot of distractions in New York. No, every time I went to Winnipeg, I always I um, 
I, I played well there. I appreciated the Canadian fans. And uh, so, uh, no, I would have been fine playing in Winnipeg, and they, had, they did have some skilled players there. Uh, well, you went in as a road play team, so, I mean, there is only one Palomino club in the world, and it doesn't exist anymore. But I'll tell you, Manhattan didn't have a Palomino club. That was a great spot. Dan Saravelli is watching in Swift Current. Dan, the situation, Saravelli. He says, uh, Ron, what did you think of Philly? I think he just means a broad – what did you think of Philly as a city and playing in there? Uh, that was very difficult because I had come in the league in 77. That's after they won two Stanley Cups, and they won it in a certain way, which was intimidate your opponent with Dave Schultz, Kelly, uh, you name it. They Half of that team were tough guys that were – wanting to hurt you when you played in Philly. And so as a rookie, and I remember my first year in training camp, we're playing against Philadelphia. Sure enough, we got Nick Vitillo on the team. Sure enough, a brawl breaks out. And uh, and that lasted forever. And I can remember being paired up with Dave Hoyta, which I think Dave Hoyta might be from Winnipeg. Um, and so you had to man up pretty quick for me. Um, but overall, playing in Philly, it uh, either brought the best out of you or you're going to be afraid. And for me, um, I saw a lot of this type of hockey in the juniors playing in Subway, so I was kind of accustomed to having to defend yourself, having to man up, having to play hard, and getting yourself mentally prepared to play in a difficult situation. And so it brought the best out of me. When you look at my numbers in Philly, I played really well because there was no stop and go. It was like you're playing hard, move fast, keep your head up, and uh, just don't get, don't let anybody try to intimidate you and try to bully you. Now, I fought a few of the tougher guys to kind of let them know that I was willing to fight. And so that kind of set the tone. And I think I got some respect that way. But it was difficult. Not only was it difficult on the ice, but it was difficult with the fans because back then the glass was really low. So they can actually, in warm up, kind of hang over the glass. And they love me there. They call me every name in the book. So in warm up, I couldn't even skate near the glass. I had to stay near the center of the ice because of the abuse I took there, the mental abuse I took from fans. So, um, yeah, very difficult. Every time we have you on, we get an ambush of hate from Islanders fans. I can just imagine what you got. Uh, Lee Horton says, the first time I met you, Ron, in Winnipeg, you were wearing the biggest fur coat. You rocked it. Oh, I could go on for this all day. What, what, what was the story on the fur coat? Full length? Uh, the fur coat, yeah, it was full length. I don't remember the type of uh, fur, but it was the style back then. A lot of the Nick players were wearing the big hats, the big fur coats, and as Rangers, we're watching them. I'm like, wow, that kind of looks good. So sure enough, uh, I can't remember where we were. It might have been Atlanta where uh, it was known that NHLers, they go there to get a discount fur coat. So a lot of us had the fur coat. Phil Esposito, I think, was the first. If you look at old picture of Phil Esposito, big, long fur coat. So it was kind of – I had two or three of them, so it was it was a style back. Hey, last one, Ron, before I let you go. We've mentioned many times that you're in Florida. I don't need your address, but what city are you in? West Coast, East Coast, South Florida, where are you at? I'm right near uh, – I'm northern part of Jack uh, – near northern part of Florida, near St. Augustine, near Jacksonville. I'm at the beaches, very quiet and quaint. And this is where I come whenever I need to kind of uh, um, get grounded because during the season, I'm going 100 miles an hour, although I have in the last year. Um, I just come here and I'm by the beach and I get to relax 
And um, it's uh, it's just good for me to just get away from having, when I'm on the road and working, I'm having to be me with a certain energy. When I come back here, not many people know me, so I get a, I get to relax. All right, sounds good. Well, we'll let you get back to the relaxing. I love the visits as always, Dukes. Thanks for this. Uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. Yeah, thank you. Good to be on the show. NHL great Ron Dugay. Many will say the coolest man to ever play in the National Hockey League. And it's a long list. Oh, they yeah. say he's at the top. So we've got a sports update coming up, an Olympic update and more. It's episode number 535 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. We'll return in a moment on the Game Plus TV network and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I'm going to start viewer takeover early now. The Moose is here. How's the coffee, Moose? Amazing. The it's Caliber the, coffee. Uh, the breakfast blend from Caliber Coffee. It's awesome. Uh, I'll be filling up at the top of the hour, okay? All right. I stopped at second cup on the way here. This is the first shot. Okay. Um... Whatever you want, I'll say it again. The Prairie Mobile text line is on the charger. Just another thing that we didn't have ready to go to start a whole new week. But 306-840-8777. Write it down, please. Put it on your fridge, your coffee table. Wherever you're watching on the Game Plus TV network, shoot us a note. Are you ready, Moose, for an Olympic update? I'm ready. Jessica Klimkate has won Canada's second medal of the day at the Tokyo Games. The reigning world champion defeated her Slovenian opponent to take bronze in the women's under 15, sorry, under 57 judo competition. Swimmer Maggie McNeil became Canada's first gold medalist in Tokyo with a win in the women's 100-meter butterfly. It's the second medal of the Games for the London, Ontario product. Canada's women's softball team posted an 8-1 win over Italy today in Yokohama. Larissa Franklin drove in three runs for Canada, who will now play for a medal in Tuesday's third-place match. This is like the World Juniors. Buckle in and zing! Away you go. Oh, yeah. It's not slow. Summer McIntosh just missed a medal in her Olympic debut. The 14-year-old from Toronto finished fourth in the women's 400-meter freestyle after being in a medal position for much of the race. McIntosh is the youngest athlete in Canada's delegation. By the way, Jack watching in Vulcan, Alberta, says Kiara Wardley is the youngest member of Canada's Olympic rugby team from my hometown, Vulcan, and the only Albertan on Team Canada. So thank you, Jack, for pointing that out. Uh, Canada's women's basketball team opened the Tokyo Games with a 72-68 loss to Serbia. Meanwhile, back here, CF Montreal dropped the 2-1 road decision to the New England Revolution in MLS play. It was the second straight loss for Montreal. Jake Vertanen's days with the, Montre- or sorry, with the Vancouver Canucks are over. Vancouver placed the 24-year-old on unconditional waivers for the purpose of a buyout. 
He was placed on leave May 1st following allegations of sexual misconduct. And the Toronto Blue Jays have dropped four of their last five games following a 5-4 road setback to the New York Mets. Toronto stranded nine base runners as New York captured the rubber match of the three-game series. Jays finished 14-4 in interleague play. This sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, the home of Vern's Pizza. Haven't had that in a while, Moose. Ooh, I think it's time. That's right. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Okay. I said viewer takeover. Whatever you want to talk about, that's how we know. That's how we win, right? Because yes. we talk about what the viewers want to talk about. Or we'll sit here and talk about ourselves. Or not about ourselves, amongst ourselves. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I really enjoy the Ron Dugay interview. He is so entertaining and honest. That's something about us in recovery. We are, which I shouldn't speak for him. He did kind of re- hint at that in one of his prior interviews. Entertaining and honest. Um, Tacona Powell, he says, Rod, do you know what Barry Beck's up to these days? I believe he's living in Vancouver. Last I heard. That's all I know about Barry Beck. John Kirby in Edmonton writes, and I invited the question. So he says, when do you think the Raptors will be approved to play at home? How be we just enjoy the fact that Toronto Blue Jays are going to be home starting this weekend? And let's not worry about the Toronto Raptors. Hey, John, how about that? Yeah, it won't be for a while. Should be soon-ish. When would they tip off? October or November? Uh, November, yeah. Yeah, so sometime in September. Commissioner Adam Silver saying the last he spoke about this, and what was it at? Oh, the NBA Finals. He said that it's unclear yeah. when the Raptors are going to be, or, yeah, when the border is going to be open. So yeah. let's just worry about what's right in front of our face, John. The poll question today, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, what is the over-under? Or the over-under is 20.5 for Canadian medals in Japan. What are you taking? 56% on Twitter saying you're taking the under. And same thing? 50-50. 50-50. Right on the, right on the button. Right on the snout. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Ye of little faith. That's how you know we set a good over-under. That is close. Because they can't decide which way to go. You want enough bets on either side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, good, one more from John, and then I'll move up, move on. He says, are you coming to Edmonton for the CEBL championship weekend? I think there's actually a solid chance because we've been invited. Yeah. We've been invited by the CEBL and by the Rattlers president, Brad Kraft. And I think, would you be willing to do that? Make a, a little roadie? A thousand percent. So we would do shows probably Thursday, Friday. I think that's a, a really good idea. We would do shows Thursday, Friday from there, or... We would drive Friday after our show's over. Oh, but we wouldn't do a show. What's the point of going if we don't do a show? To be there and watch the games. Yeah, I guess. They want us there. Um, but we could do a show. <laughs> well, we could. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says the, that there's... I, and this is kind of what I wanted. The question is what Jeff has written in with. If you guys can find it, Jeff Stamps. He says there's quite a battle brewing for the backup quarterback position behind Bo Levi Mitchell and Stan Peters camp because we've been saying, what are the stories in training camp? Yeah. Because you look at what's going on in the NFL and they're opening camps, uh, well, most tomorrow. 
Dak Prescott's running his mouth, saying they're going to have the best offense. Aaron Rodgers isn't showing up in Green Bay. What's going on in the CFL that there's interesting to talk about? And to me, the backup position behind Bo Levi Mitchell is an interesting story. I don't even know their names. Who is it? Who's there? Montel Coatsart still, I believe. Nick Fatty Arbuckle's gone to Toronto. So there's one story. Darren was talking about maybe going on the road to Calgary for something, some event. I said, let's go to a Stampeders game. Wouldn't that be a trip? We could do that. How about that? Can, we, can somebody look up the Stampeders uh, schedule? And what would be a great game for Moose and I to show up to in August at a Calgary game? And how would we be treated, by the way? I think it's, there's only one way to find out, Moose. Yeah, to go and find out. I think it would be tremendously exciting. I don't know. It's been, well, I didn't go in, we didn't go in 2019 to any games. Do they still tailgate with the tents and stuff around? Absolutely. It's right? the best tailgate in the CFL. I know. So how cool would that be to go and tailgate and enjoy the whole Ooh, experience? Can you imagine? Because I love that part okay. of Stampeders games. Count on it. We're going to take a timeout and continue with more viewer takeover. Coming up in Hour 2 on Game Plus TV, Nate Ewell will be joining us from College Hockey, Inc., and we want to find out what they're doing in Michigan. And I'll get you the text line for the next segment. Perfect. We'll be right back. You are watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook, live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Thanks for hanging in, everybody. Happy Monday. How's your Monday going so far? We got the moose here. He had a great weekend. I don't feel, I feel like we didn't talk long enough about your weekend. It's okay. It was good. I didn't do a lot on the weekend, but relaxed. I was out on the deck and we were at uh, Manitou Beach. So it was, it was fun. It was windy most of the day, but my brother and his young family were there. Good. Yeah, mom and dad and got some, spent some time on the deck. And Enjoying a beautiful prairie summer. Played huh? lots of cards and all the fun stuff. This is uh, what I was hoping would happen with this show. I looked down, I said to the boys, look at these area codes that are coming in from our viewers. Mm-hmm. 438-204-289-306, of course. Georges in Montreal writes from the 438. Howdy, guys. A lot of tough decisions with training camp cuts for the CFL teams. Eli Rogers and Naaman Roosevelt cuts go to show how much talent Montreal has a receiver. Go Owls. You guys should come to McGill Stadium on opening night, August 27th versus Hamilton. Should be awesome. Were you listening? Yes. Do you think they'll have photos of us on the side of the stadium? Oh, my God. Do you know these two guys who broke into the stadium? As we walk up there, you know, it'll be our, <laughs> our mug shots with, like, not allowed in, right? Uh, write it down. Put it in your folder there of all the cool things that you have. August 27th. Um, but I think there's... There might be a better chance of this. Clark has written uh, on, and he said, the BC Lions are at the Calgary Stampeders on August the 12th. Clark went so far as to say that I should wear the BC Lions jersey that's hanging in the lobby. Imagine, hey, strolling in Conor McGregor style <laughs> with a Lions jersey. That? Or Ric Flair style. <laughs> you would not or, leave alive. 
It's not the first time that I've trolled in Calgary. Now from the 289, Adam from Hamilton, he says, the only thing I would hate more than the Argos is if they ceased to exist. I agree that Pinball Clemens may be their best and last hope to turn things around. Signed, Adam from Hamilton. I'm trying to be a positive Pete and just stay on the, the CFL's back. It's all great. I guess we'll find out, you know, how many tickets they sell. If they haven't died yet, they're not going to die now. I know. The Toronto Argonauts. Not with MLSE owning them. William May writes from Canada's only border city, Lloyd Minster. You guys doing a show from Mosaic Stadium this year? Probably, like we did the last time. That was big. That was ESPN style when we did that. I thank the IKS crew. Man, that was awesome. We should get some photos of that and throw them. Yeah, we'll be doing a a show from uh, Mosaic Stadium. I don't know when. Do you? Probably Labor Day weekend to kick it off again. Yeah. Uh, From Spiking Viking. Spiking Viking checking in from Gimli, Manitoba. It's a great fishing day from the 204. He just (laughs) wants to let us know that he's watching, which I appreciate. But coming up next hour, uh, we'll do more of this in the second half kickoff. Probably a lot of CFL talk, some NHL talk too, whatever you want. There's some NFL news here too that's come up this morning. Courtesy our content creator, Nelson Vaux. Aaron Rodgers has spoken this morning, or at least to a contact. We'll talk about that coming up in hour two. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.